The following is brought to you in part by MFC Studios. The views of the show's host and guests do not necessarily reflect those of the management, owners, or staff of this radio station. And now, it came from the radio. And welcome once again to a game from Radio, the official of the Big Apple Con. This is your host, Mark Torres, speaking. With me in the GHR studio, I am all by myself, sort of, but not really, because I have our special guest with us. It is uh, writer and artist Michelle Wichipu. Say hi, Michelle. Hello, everyone. And of course, as always, we have our engineer, fantastic Alex, behind the uh, engineering area of hey, the booth. Hey, what's up, guys? Booth. Um, this week, we're going to be talking to with and about Michelle, which is awesome because she's here. But before we do that, we're going to take it away with the news. The news is brought to you in part by the fine folks of the Big Apple Conda, which we are the official radio show of, celebrating over 22 years of comic book and stuff and pop culture -ness. For more information, go to www.bigapplecc.com. Um, they're going to have the Little Big Apple Con, which will be on December 16th um, as of this recording, which is the 19th of June. Uh, the headliner has not been announced. Um, also, I want to give a shout-out to all our Patreons, of which there are Danny Grillo, Award-winning director Jared Burrell, Two Sentence Horror, Millie Portes, Kyle Horn, Dresden Media, Unjikun, and Brie Nicholas. Um, if you guys want to shout out on our show, go to www.patreon.com, look up a came from radio and search for, and just for a dollar a month, you get your little shout out each week from us. Um, there's also other things on there, but um, as we like to mention, which we haven't mentioned for a while, uh, we have our big grand prize Patreon person for just uh, $10,000. You can have an evening with our very own Pronto Comics Dominic Definition Man Sperano. You have to go to all the best bars in the city. We'll fly you out, fly you back in, maybe even get to spend the night. It's all good. That sounds like a steal to me. Yes. Um, let's see. Uh, all right, so let's start off with the news. Uh, do, 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 do. All right, so uh, we'll do the first one. What? Play the first one. Oh. <laughs> From the... There we go. From the Colors of the World department. For the first time in a long time, all five Spice Girls are returning to the big screen, albeit in animated form. No word on story or other cast members as of yet, just that it will be from Paramount Animation and won't be released until 2020 at the earliest. Uh, we will, they will have classic songs from the group and new songs. Uh, Simon Fuller, who managed the girls during the peak of their success, will serve as producer of the film. Are you a Spice Girls fan? Yeah. Eh? Well, I don't know. I was more into like uh, the underground music back then. Aww, well, more like uh, I was punk and goth and <laughs> industrial alternative stuff. So. I already knew that, but I had to ask. <laughs> But I, no harm in asking. I was a uh, huge Spice Girls fan. So. Yeah? Although Ginger yeah. Spice is pretty cool, though. I like her. Oh, okay. So, did you ever cosplay as a... Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, are you a uh, Spice, Spice Girls, Girls fan? I uh, can't say that I am. I'm definitely more of a uh, metalhead. Uh, definitely more into, like, punk and rock music. <laughs> so, yeah, not a Spice Girls fan. 
So, but I know some songs. All right. From what I know, they're 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 okay. <laughs> they're okay. They're all right. Fun. They're fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're fun. All right. The Spice Girls are fun. Hopefully, the movie will. They be they fun. do that song. Uh, what is it? Gotta get with my friends, right? Uh, the, if you wanna be my lover, yeah. that you never read. Yeah, that thing. See, I exposed myself. See, I knew that song. See, yeah, look see, at that. I, you see, know what? I know that one. Maybe you are a closeted Spice Girl fan maybe. after That's all. That's what it is. We're closet <laughs> Spice Girls fans. We just don't want to tell anybody. We gotta keep up the appearance. Yeah. All right. So moving along, you can cut that loader down. So uh, from the forty years a sequel department. Despite the fact that Stephen King, who has gone on record stating that his book, Dr. Sleep, which is a sequel to the novel The Shining, has little to nothing to do with the movie version of said movie. The movie version of Dr. Sleep will in fact be a direct sequel to the original movie. So you got all that? I got it. <laughs> I got some of that. Um, the film follows a grown-up Danny Torrance, played by Ewan McGregor, who, much like his father, played by Jack Nicholson in the original, is struggling with alcoholism and PTSD from the first movie. Mm. Um, did you ever? I've never seen The Shining. I've I never. Have. So, you were you a fan? Did you read I'm the book? I'm a huge Stanley Kubrick fan, so I had to see The Shining. Okay, so but did you read the book? No, I never read the book. All right, so from what I am been told, Stephen King hated that I heard version. That too. Of the movie, and then he went on and made the of uh, the TV movie of it. Oh, I, I believe he TV did, movie. but I believe he did do a TV movie of it to say like, well, this is the real version uh. of the of my novel, and you know, forget about this movie. But then all of a sudden, the people are like, we're gonna make a sequel to your novel, which is gonna be in canon to the movie. And he agreed to it. That's the weird thing. So it's it's so weird that how it's. I mean, I'm sure it came down to money at the end of the I day. I think so too. <laughs> a lot of money. All right. Yeah. Also, you know, with age, become a little bit more forgiving. Maybe he just decided to, you know, it is what it is. Let it go and maybe and take the paycheck. <laughs> exactly. I mean, yeah. I take the paycheck. You well, know, it's the, Stephen everything's King. got a price. It's. I don't think Stephen King needs the money. I think everything does, still has but. a price. He's like George Lucas. He don't yeah, need the money. You don't need the money, but it, you know it's nice though. <laughs> it's nice to have. <laughs> yeah. All right. And that's how they got there in the first place. You know, <laughs> someone offers you a job. You're just like, you know what? That's a, that's a lot of money. I'm gonna take that, and you just keep going. He's probably coasting at this point, so he figured exactly. why not. So. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Um. So yeah. So that movie will be coming out uh, soon. Um. So moving on to the next bit of news from Lee. That's a lot of nuts! Department. <laughs> uh, Dark Phoenix. I take it you've seen that movie? Not yet. You've never? No, I meant the the Kung Pao. Is it, you know what that's from? No. Oh, well, that's from Kung Pao. The that, that's a lot of nuts! From, it's just a funny, funny sound oh, effect. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I thought you thought... All right, anyway. Anyway, uh, Dark Phoenix is now the record holder for the biggest second week drop ever for a superhero movie bringing in only an additional nine million dollars at the box office according to experts this means that the film will not only have the lowest total gross out of all the x-men films but will struggle to beat out any previous x-men films opening box office totals Mm. so yeah that's that's not good yeah that's not good at all (laughs) i'm more excited about the godzilla movie that's out that movie was awesome. Yeah, I was I was movie. in the minority, but in the in the panel, I'm a huge Godzilla fan. So I, I, th- I thought it was I thought it was probably one of the best Godzilla movies in the Godzilla history of Godzilla movies. Oh, okay. I haven't seen it yet, but I plan to see that. It was really good. Um, director Simon Kinsberg of uh, the X Men, uh, Dark Phoenix, says it is clearly a movie that didn't connect with the audience that didn't see it, and it didn't connect with the audiences that did see it. 
So it's all on me. So he takes the blame for the uh, movie being a, a flop, which is actually uh, quite impressive. Usually they don't do that. I mean, hey, it'll like incentive to uh, get better next time, right? Like he'll he'll. Well, there is no out, next like, time. Oh, because this is the X Men universe. They got bought up by Disney, so mm. this that's it. So there's no there's not going to be any more. There's no uh, yep. That X Men whole thing is done. They're going to start it all over with the uh, Disney Marvel universe. I don't know if he should have taken the blame. It is you know sometimes it happens. Well, ultimately it is the, you know the director. It's his movie. Well, he'll take the credit. It is his if, movie. If if that movie made a bazillion dollars, he's like it was all me. So I kind of give him credit for uh, that's true for taking it. Um, what's weird on a side note, the film did make an additional hundred and fifty-two million dollars worldwide. So it is two hundred million dollars, but well, they consider it a flop, biggest flop of uh, all the X Men movies. But the thing is, like, he can always make that money back once he gets on Netflix and well, like, be on the, the Disney, the Disney and, streaming service. Yeah, yeah. will yeah. be on Netflix. It will not be on Netflix. I don't think it's going to be a total loss, but well, that's uh, it, probably not. But then again, it's that whole um, special movie math that they use mm-hmm. that movies never make a profit, even exactly. though they make a profit. Like, I'm sure somebody in Disney saying that uh, Endgame didn't make any profit. I'm sure somebody in there. Is saying that. He can't please everyone. That's true. Um, moving on to the next bit of news. Hit the next uh, Hit the next one. There we go. From the Talk About Cross Genre Department. The 60s TV show Banana Splits are getting the reboot treatment with a new film due out this year on the Sci-Fi Channel. However, with a huge twist. The movie will be a horror flick. What? Um, the synopsis reads, A boy named Harley and his family attends the taping of the Banana Splits TV show, which is supposed to be a fun-filled birthday for young Harley and business as usual for Rebecca, the producer. But things take an unexpected turn as the body count quickly rises <laughs> and Harley, his mom, and their new pals safely escape. I would totally see that. <laughs> I can't believe that they decided to, out of all things, to make this yeah, a horror movie. I have not seen the trailer. I'm curious to see the trailer. I normally don't like watching trailers because mm-hmm. it's going to spoil the movie. Yeah, but this exactly. is just so far out there. I have to see it to understand what the hell is going on. Oh, I've already seen, like, snip, like um, not the trailer, but I've already seen, like, articles about this online. <laughs> and it's getting a lot of traction, so I'm hyped up for it. You're hyped up for that, that your childhood exactly. <laughs> is now a horror movie. That's like if somebody had, um, they made a new Pee Wee's Playhouse, uh, and all of a sudden the, the puppets started murdering everybody. Like it's just, it's just, it's mind-boggling to me that this is. Maybe we just become cynical, <laughs> so we have to do this. Maybe. So were you a fan of the original uh, Banana Splits? Oh, uh, that was a little bit before my time, but I did see reruns. Yeah. So. I think that's awesome. Plus, the Dickies, which was a punk rock band, they actually did a cover of the theme song. <laughs> See, look at that. Did they See? really? They did, yeah. So, um, Fantastic Girls, are you aware of the Banana Splits beyond that clip you just saw? No, <laughs> I, I can't say that I am. <laughs> this was, um, was it, uh, Sid and Marty Croft? Sid and Marty? It was part of it, I think. Sid and Marty Croft, they made a whole bunch of stuff on drugs back then. <laughs> as of course. A lot of people made in the 60s. Only in the 70s, 60s, and 70s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, woof, it's... It's, it's something you just have to see okay. at least once. You're like, oh. It was oh, fun, though. Right. The bananas were they yeah, were cute. It was, it was entertaining. Yeah. But you watch it now, and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, I see what they were doing. <laughs> <laughs> but the fact that it's now a horror movie, it's it's really, it's it's crazy to me. It's. I would just, totally see it. Oh, yeah. That sounds, I mean, I've never, like I said, I've never seen the show, but it sounds cool. 
Um, moving along, let's see. Um, from the, I think everyone spent all their money on Avengers Four department. Uh, for the third week in a row, the big movie released while still topping the box office falls way short of expectations as Men in Black Part Four pulls in just. $25 million opening, making it the worst opening weekend out of all Ouch. the Ooh. Men in Black films. Ouch. Wow. So that means that Men in Black underperformed at uh, $25 million. The Dark Phoenix underperformed. And the week before that was the Godzilla. It underperformed. It, that one wasn't considered a flop, but it still was considered an underperforming movie. They didn't, so it the didn't trend, do as well as they wanted it to. Yeah, yeah. But the trend seems to be going downward as Godzilla was the best out of the three, and then Dark Phoenix, because Dark Phoenix got beat up by uh, Secret Life of Pets, which also was considered a, f- a, uh, a flop because <laughs> they thought that was going to do well. And then now we're at Men in Black with only $25 million. I remember when $25 million was a good thing. Yeah, exactly. But now everybody wants that $100 million mark yeah. off the bat and i remember when 100 million dollars was a huge success that was that was um independence day when it first came out and made 100 million dollars like oh my god it's the greatest thing yeah that's a lot million. now yeah. it's, it's nothing not really it's nothing well if 25 million dollars well, is a flop <laughs> i feel like it also depends on how much you spend on the movie which is true because mm-hmm. like it, how much did they spend on a pe- independence day compared mm-hmm. to how much did they spend on uh what was the marvel movie um the x-men yeah, the sure. Dark Phoenix. Yeah, how yeah. much? Like, how much did they spend on that? They probably spent a lot more. They, they mm. did exactly. Uh, I, believe, I believe Dark Phoenix was a total around two hundred million dollars to yeah, make. Yeah, so like, if but compared to something like Blair Witch, where they spent like <laughs> I don't know, like fifty bucks. Like, they did <laughs> spend like fifty dollars. Blair Witch looked like it was made for fifty bucks. There you go. <laughs> that movie was a success yeah. because yeah. they they spent how much and then they look how much they earned. Yeah, you know. So it is, all it depends on how much you spend. That is that is very true. Um. With the box office uh, flops, uh, the blame game, as we were just talking about earlier, isn't too far behind as reports are coming in of turbulence on the film set between director G- Gary, oh, director F. Gary Gray and producer Walter Parks and massive script rewrites during production. Um, of note, however, as we've mentioned before on the show, the movie, uh, this movie, Men in Black, made another $73 million internationally. So the international audiences are still there. They're making the money overseas, but nobody cares about that because they only care about the United States as being, yeah, us being a domestic uh, property. Because even still, I think Avengers um, is number one internationally, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. But it's not number one domestic, and that's Everyone. what they want it to be, to beat uh, Avatar. Everyone I know saw Avengers already, like down the line. And 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 I know someone who saw it like three times. Was it? Did you see it? You know, I was so busy. With see, my you, it's your fault. It is it's my fault. Your fault. You're the one that's stopping <laughs> I'm the one. it from being number one of all time. Well, if I see Godzilla, I'll make up for something. <laughs> so. Well, you know, um, they're actually going to re-release Avengers with a new post-credit scene. Are you serious? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I didn't why? know that. Why? Because they want money. That's that's oh, okay. why. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, all right. Strike yeah. when the iron's hot, right? <laughs> um, the post credit scene, because uh, the uh, first time it had no post credit scene, and now okay. this one post credit scene, which I'm led to believe I haven't done research on this, okay. is going to be uh, connected to the Spider-Man movie that's coming out because oh, that okay. technically is the end of the Marvel Phase Four. Mm. So I wonder how that's going to turn out because I once again I haven't seen any trailers for that. So I don't know what's going on in that mm. Spider-Man movie, but it has a lot of heavy lifting to do from Avengers Endgame. 
So not seeing Avengers, did you know you know all the spoilers already? You know the ba- the bare bones I of what happened. I requested not to be told. Really? So you're still in the dark. You still... I purposely kept it that, that way. That is amazing. That's uh, at this time and date. Or... I know. I know. <laughs> so then I will not tell you anything except uh, it's pretty entertaining. three-hour-long movie. I did hear that people were crying towards the end, though, like yes, the audience. Yes, yes, they were. Oh, so. I don't know if uh, you were listening to our uh, Facebook Live uh, shows, but we did, I think it was last week, where we talked about the guy who's trying to break the record uh, for watching this movie, I think it was 112 times. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I remember you were, you were talking Who's about that. Who's this guy? Where does he have the time? He, he, um, he watches it like twice a week, so he's trying to get 100, and he was up to 112 as of last recording of the Facebook Live, which was last week. Mm. But he wants to be, you know, watching and being the Guinness Book of World Records of seeing one movie more times than anybody else. The previous holder hey, is a... I think you should up it up to three times a week. <laughs> the previous holder is um, some dude uh, who watched Captain Marvel, of all movies, 116 mm. times. So he's watching it for you. So you don't okay. have to watch it. <laughs> that's That's the point of that. Um, let's see. And the last bit of news. Last bit of... Last bit oh, of no. news. No, I have oh, two. No? I have two. Two more. Two more. Two more. So, uh, moving along to the... To from the, the maybe I should get around to seeing the third movie department. Uh, Hunger Games is returning with a new prequel book, mm-hmm. which in turn will be made into the fourth movie. Uh, the prequel is set 64 years what? prior to the event of the original books and will take place on the morning of the 10th Hunger Games and explore the reconstruction period after the war that split the nation of Panayam. Uh, executives say, as the proud home of Hunger Games movies, we can hardly wait for Suzanne's next book to be published. We've been communicating with her during the writing process and we look forward to be continuing to work as closely with her as possible on the next movie. So that tells me that the Hunger Games movies made a lot of money. The producers went to the writer of the book and said, hey, we want more money. Write another book. And I believe she decided to play it safe because you don't want to. I have never seen. I haven't seen the ending of part three. So I don't know what happens. Did okay. you, did you yeah. see? I saw the first Hunger Games. So you didn't even see the second one. No. Hunger Games? No? Uh, I'm same. All right. I, I've seen the first one, not the second. So I'm not sure what happens, but I'm, I'm, I'm thinking she wants to play it safe mm-hmm. and go all the way back. That way, there's no connection. There's no, there's no Star Wars problems going exactly. on here. The continuity yeah. too, as well. Right. So, 64 years is, is, is crazy, and that way she doesn't really, she not have to foreshadow anything. So it's basically a whole new book, which gives her the opportunity to revisit the place, make a whole new thing, and still make it part of the universe. And obviously, they're writing. She's writing it in conjunction with these people, so that way it's going to be very movie friendly, and mm-hmm. they won't have much to change which is always the biggest problem whenever you go from a book to a movie, as we said with The Shining, how the author... Stephen King was not happy with Krupik's version. Right. So I believe that this will be one of the few cases where it will be very true to the novel. Actually, there has been cases where movies were true to the book. Like, for example, Clockwork Orange. I've never seen Clockwork Orange. (laughs) which was also directed by Stanley Kubrick, yeah. that is totally to the T. I've read the book to Clockwork Orange and seen the movie, and they are totally in sync with each other. Really? Yeah. Oh, so then it'll be one of the... one of the. And how long ago was that? That was 100 years ago? 100 years ago. I wasn't even born yet. <laughs> so how many... So how many other... Can you name any other ones? Oh, Harry Potter. 
You think that? No, of? I've heard that was um. That well, was the first uh, one. The um, first Harry Potter book. I know that. Um, I read the first Harry Potter book. That's why there was complaints about uh, Hermione, because they say in the books that she looks nothing like portrayed in um in the movie. She's no Emma Watson. She's supposed to be kind of frumpy and and um and unattractive, but apparently. That doesn't look good in movies. Yeah. yeah. So they, they, they tried to, they changed that because um, I was, uh, there's tons of, um, the new thing on YouTube is documentaries about movies. Mm-hmm. And there was a documentary about this, about how that there was a part in the, in the, in the books where she was afraid to go to the prom. And it changed because of how she looks in the movies. So they felt that that was a, 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 a bad against her character. It didn't have the same gravitas as it did in the novel because of how she looked in the movie. So, Mo- even there, I'm sure. But it's I'm sh- been a while since I read Harry Potter. But I felt, I mean... Producers are going to go after movie people. They're going to go after people that go watch movies. That's which, true. It, and, and you write a book to attract, like, book readers. Mm-hmm. So, it's not... This, it's not there's crossover, but it's not the same audience, I feel like. So, they're going to change certain aspects to appeal to... A wider audience. Yes, I, I agree wholeheartedly. And um, the novelizations of movies, I feel, even they don't even follow along completely the the movie. They actually add stuff. Mm-hmm. They they flesh out things that yeah. we're taking for granted. Uh, one of my favorite uh, writers of all time, Peter David, um, he wrote the novelization of the Incredible Hulk movie by Ang Lee. Mm-hmm. And I saw that movie, and I was like, that was terrible. But I read the book, and I'm like, you know what? The book is a, is better than the movie. Sometimes that happens. That happens. Because he's like, you know, he, yeah. he fleshed out stuff, and he and he incorporated things. I was like, wow, that's weird how that works. And it was made afterwards. So even though it was made after, it's still the book is usually, mm-hmm. usually better than the, the movie. All right, so let's see. Last bit of news, finally. Okay. From the man that escalated quickly department. <laughs> Netflix's new show, Prank Encounters, which was originally described as a prank show based on people looking for work, drew instant rage from the internet as people made a huge stink about the show and its host, Gaten Matazaro of Stranger Things fame. However, Netflix has since clarified the premise of the show, stating, All pranks and prank encounters are spooky, supernatural, and over the top, and everyone had a great time. All participants came in with the expectation that this was a one-day hourly gig and everyone got paid for their time. So basically, at first it came out that he's doing a prank show about people looking for work. So everybody's like, how can you do that for people who want jobs? And it's a prank show. Ha-ha, no job for you. That's mean and cruel. And they just they just went all out before one episode aired, before any trailers aired, any of that stuff. Mm. That happened. It probably hit a nerve. Yeah, but... As as I like to say, little research helps. Wait till it comes out before you bring down the ire, before you bring down the hatred. Maybe it's not what you think it is, which in this case, it's not. It's not some poor schmuck going around yeah. who's desperate for work. Like, oh, I'm going to be working at this office building. And then, and he, then the guy from <laughs> Stranger Things pops out, no job for you. <laughs> Ha-ha. You know, now that would be interesting. <laughs> I think that would be a cruel... You know, the funny thing is, <laughs> I actually am a Stranger Things fan. 
Okay. So I've seen all the seasons. You know, I'm right. waiting. I'm actually waiting. So did you know about this before? But no, I didn't because I was busy. Uh, I guess <laughs> doing my artwork. Busy, busy working. Busy working. So, so that's can. my excuse of why the movies are not doing too well. But um, <laughs> I didn't know about this, and I have Netflix, ironically, but. So 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 let's say if someone came up to you said there's gonna be a prank show about people looking for work, mm-hmm. what would be your initial reaction? Would be oh my god! I would I do research. See, that's what I'm talking about. So but that's me. <laughs> yeah, but so. you're you're not the you're not the evil of the internet. But yeah, so that happened. The internet people just love to complain anyway. At is, this point, is that what it is? I think yeah. so. All right, fair enough, fair enough. Um, but yeah, so now it's the spooky type weird thing, and I don't know if. To me, I just thought it'd be kind of funny, in a, in a in a in a in a very mean way to have the guy going around. It's been prank shows forever. Yeah, like Candid Camera, Candid and then camera. Um, what was that show that was on MTV? Punked. Yes, that was. Um, Impractical Jokers is a good one that's on now. Yeah, but but this one because the, the I job think, thing. Was, I think uh, the job thing hit a nerve. So with again, without reading into it, people probably. So I upset. so I think maybe Netflix should have really thought a little harder about their press release, <laughs> or maybe just word it differently. Well, that's the thing. That was like I said, yeah. they had to they had to reword it. Somebody said, "This is a great idea. Let's put it out there because everybody loves the guy from Stranger Things." Mm-hmm. So of course they're gonna just be like, "This is the greatest thing ever." Oh, he's gonna be on a wacky prank show. This is gonna be awesome. But it was not. This happened uh, just a couple of days ago. The whole ire, and then they waited. Like mm-hmm. two or three days before making their official statement, so I think they're like, "All right, guys, let's let's figure this out and be all good to go." But when you go on a show, you have to sign release forms and everything. So yeah, that's I've always that's the other thing. Jerry Springer, the judge shows everybody has to sign a release form and they before, get paid. Even Dr. Phil, people are like, "Oh, Dr. Phil did this to them." They do get paid. And they do sign a release form. Exactly. You have to sign a release form. So it's not like, well, yes, they're taking advantage of them, but still. (laughs) (laughs) They're willing to be taken advantage of. Speaking from personal experience, I have been taken advantage of by a TV show, Mm -hmm. but I got paid for it, and it it helped me out when I needed it. So, eh. What did they do? Um, It was a a judge show. Okay. Uh, I was suing somebody. And the it was a small claims court, and then they reach out to you because they have yeah, people yeah, yeah, going yeah. through all the the court cases, right? Mm. And then they, and they find like, your case yeah. Hey, you want to be on TV? Yeah. And I was like, well, uh, I kind of need the money. But they said, but here's the thing about the judge shows that you may not be aware of: what that the people who win the cases and or lose the cases, the money doesn't come from the people; it comes from the show. Yeah, no, that mm. I knew. So yeah. when I heard about that, I was like, all right, so the show will give me the money that this person owes me. So I told the person, I'm like, hey, look, if you do the show, you're not going to have to pay if you lose. <laughs> so that's your incentive for coming on the show. Mm-hmm. And they mm-hmm. were like, okay. And then they came and they, they did their, their spiel. I was right. I won the case. <laughs> the judge was like, yeah, he's right. And then I got the money. They didn't lose out any money. And they got a free trip to Texas. I got a free trip to Texas. Oh, that's okay. Hey, I mean, there you, you know, go. I had the best steak ever in my what life. What part of Texas? Uh, the, 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 not Houston? Dallas. Houston, yes. Okay. Nicely done. I had the best steak ever there. But, but yeah, so, you know, afterwards, I felt kind of used. But I got the money that I was going to win in the court case, which I might not have ever received 
had I had not gone right. on the show. Yeah, so mm. that's awesome. So, yeah, so I can understand that. And that's, like I said, a lot of people don't know that. So I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. I actually, yeah, I did know that. I knew that the show pays out the, uh, what is it? The, the, uh, the, 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 the yeah. winnings. Yeah, so, so realistically, if you think about it, if you're being sued, it's in your best interest to go on these judge shows because oh, you don't yeah. have to pay a penny. Oh, absolutely. No penny for you. Oh, I, I see Michelle's getting ideas. You want, <laughs> they, you they want to sue me? They pay sue for me. your travel. <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't have your... anyone to sue right now. You, so. can, you can sue me. We'll go on there. We'll make up a great show. We'll go to Texas? <laughs> yeah, we'll go to Texas. Okay. You sue, uh, you sue me. All right, what is she suing you for? I don't know, but it'll be, it'll be something awesome. I, I, I hit your car. <laughs> She don't even have a car, but I hit I her car. I don't even have a car. That makes it even better. <laughs> I hit her car. It's totaled. The car, that's why you don't have a car anymore. It's totaled. This, this is us making a Unfortunately, we shouldn't have this plan on, <laughs> on the radio because then we'll be exposed. Be, be the evidence. We have to, yeah, the evidence is right here. So. That's okay because I got a way better plan and oh. I'll tell you guys on the break. And there that way go. when we come out of the break, <laughs> yes, we'll yes. be laughing and oh. we'll be like, oh, guys, that was a great plan, right? Yes, yes. But before we go, yes, I actually knew someone that was on the Jerry Springer show. Really? And I remember, because um, I never paid attention to Jerry Springer. That was not my thing, but I just happened to turn the TV on and I knew two people that used to live in New York. They moved to L.A. And somehow they got on the show. It was totally sensationalized and scandalized. I'm just like, I know those two girls. What the hell? I, my mouth just dropped. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Did you but talk to them after they were on the show? No, oh. it was awkward. Yeah. Like, I saw you and you did this and... It's, but like I said, it's not even real. So it's it's weird. Oh, they made it up. Yeah, see, that's the thing. That it's so weird. And then, just as a side thing, on the on the judge show, they actually told us things to say. Yeah. Did they so, really? Yeah. Oh. So it was so weird. I was like, oh, this is this is not like what I expected at all. But I won. You won money. Yay. Awesome. And so, yeah, so that's it for the news. Uh, okay. We're going to take our break. We'll be right back with a game. Hi, this is Amy Jo Johnson, writer-director from the film The Space Between, and you're listening to It Came From The Radio. Hi, you've heard my voice open and close the show. Now we want to hear your voice. If you have a business or product, you can record a commercial here. We offer 30 and 60 second spots. For more information, contact Mark at MFC underscore studios at hotmail.com. Hey, ghoulies, this is Demon Boy, and you're listening to It Came From The Radio. <laughs> hey, guys, I'm Christy, and I'm here to make the coolest custom cake for your next event. I also do cake pops, cupcakes, cookies, you name it. So if you're searching for the perfect birthday gift, preparing for your big day, or maybe there's nothing coming up, but your sweet tooth may have just given your brain a swift kick because of me, give me a call at 631-606-8166 or follow me at Custom Cakes by Christy INC. That's K-R-I-S-T-Y. Thanks. Hey, it's Marissa Jade, your favorite mob wife, and you're listening to It Came From The Radio. Hello everyone, this is Envoy Comic Distributors, the independent distributor for independent minds. We represent some of the finest small press and self-publishers out there today. To learn more about us and our publishers, search for Envoy Comic Distributors on Facebook. And shop for us online at envoy.storeenvy.com. That's E-N-V-O-Y dot S-T-O-R-E-N-V-Y dot com. Have a great day. 
Hey kids, this is CJ Ramon of the world famous Ramones, and then you're listening to It Came From The Radio. Now, back to our show. Witchy Poo and Fantastic Alice in the engineering area of the GHR studio. Um, as I mentioned before, we're going to be talking to with and about Michelle. So here we are, Michelle. I have known Michelle for, as we said, ten years. at least at, at least, least ten, ten years. years. And this is her first time yeah. on our show. But she has been working meticulously all those ten years Aww. with her book, Psycho Bunny, which, uh, which I love, Psycho Thank Bunny. You. Thank Very you. entertaining. And then... Her new book, uh, The Temptation of Squeaky, which is <laughs> yeah. uh, based on her, her cat. My real life cat. Which uh, unfortunately passed away. Yeah. Very, very squeaky recently. Squeaky passed away on Sunday. She very, was 19 years old. Yeah. So let's start with how did you decide to get into writing um, comics? And then we can move forward from there. It was all an accident. Just I, whoops, here I made a comic. Is that how it goes? Well, no. That was the best interview ever. I <laughs> wish. I wish that was the case. But um, it's a little. it gets a little bit more um, complicated than that. I was just uh, sketching. I was always a big fan of comics. I was more a fan of underground comics like Love and Rockets, Hate Magazine, you know, like Peter Bag and Los Hernandez Brothers and all those guys. Robert Crumb, that kind of genre. And I liked um, the old school stuff. Harvey Comics, yes. Wendy the Good Witch, Casper the Friendly Ghost, the Archie Comics when I was really little. But I was always a fan of comics. Peanuts was another one. And I was just hanging out with a friend. I was just drawing characters on a bar napkin. And he was like, that would make a great combo character. And then one thing led to another. He introduced me to someone and uh, it took off from there. How much alcohol was involved while you were drawing this? <laughs> so, uh, Believe like- it or not, only one beer. So, so the secret to comics and writing is not alcohol. Exactly. But you did it in a bar, which is kind I of. It was. A, I was gained. It was a meetup. Like, um, apparently, we were. It was a bunch of people, similar interests. We were gained together. Was people, it for CAG or was it before? It was way before CAG, and people were late, so there was nothing to do. So I was just drawing on a bar napkin, and then the guy that I was with, he was like, "That would be a great character." Wow. And I was like, "Are you serious?" And he was like, you should develop it more. And uh, I started to develop it more. And one thing led to another. So as, as we've always known with lots of independent writers, mm-hmm. well, any writers uh, to that fact, mm-hmm. whenever you write something, there's always a huge amount of backstory Oh, yeah. That never sees the light of day, but it's always just something in the back of your head you can pull out. So is that also the case that happened? Psycho Bunny is very loosely based, and I hope he's not watching Facebook Live, and I hope he's not listening to this. No, we but... want him to listen. <laughs> we want him to listen. Listen. But it's kind of based on someone that I grew up with, who uh. is kind of a loser, <laughs> who had these plans and never transpired. He was always drinking on the down low, like sneaking in <laughs> alcohol to places he shouldn't be. And I knew the guy for like 20 years. And no one liked him except for me. <laughs> so, and it's loosely based on his attitude and his mindset. Does this person know? No. Do you think this person would figure it out? No. <laughs> All right, so then you're fine. <laughs> you're fine. So right now there's people listening to this like, is it me? Was it me? Could it have been me? It's not. It's not you. <laughs> it's not you. So what does Psycho Bunny do? What What is 
What so a, I, what adventures does he go on? Oh, so he goes on misadventures. Okay. It's basically he just doesn't even think about the next day. He doesn't pay his bills. He doesn't pay his rent. He buys the cheapest alcohol, like a 40 ounce. He has, He insults everyone. He thinks he's being funny, but he's not. I think we all know someone like that. We all know someone like that. Yeah. So so it's the every man, everyday man. Pretty much. <laughs> that's that's kind of funny. Um so how long did uh, you're still doing them, right? Or I'm or did still you, doing you him, but um like I do like I have a Facebook page, a uh, Psycho Bunny Comics, and I put a new sketch every week. Although lately Psycho Bunny has been more pop culture influenced, like it's more of a parody of like what's currently going on in pop culture. Like, I did a sketch with him recently where he's actually on the throne from Game of Thrones. <laughs> and he's saying, if I watch the show, I spoil it for everyone. So, so, so at what point, since you base this on a real person, mm -hmm. did you decide to take that to the next level? Because unless you still see this person on a regular I basis. I have seen him in a while. Right, so, like, yeah, what, what he's do I... He's probably, well, the thing is, like, he always and he always went out with women, he would always get them angry, and he would always be on the run from them. <laughs> like, I have a story, this is a true story, it happened in Long Island, ironically. So he was going out with this girl, he lived with her for a while, it all happened fast, he decided to move out on her without telling her, nice guy, right? Yeah. He leaves all her his stuff behind in her house. He comes back from Florida. He goes, I need your help. Can I borrow, you know, this guy was going out with at the time. He goes, can I borrow your ex-boyfriend's fan? I need to pick my stuff up. I'm like, are you sure it's a really good idea? We go over to the place. It's around 8 o'clock at night. She sees him. She goes ballistic. She takes his guitar. Never played the guitar. He never played it, but he thought it was cute to have it, right? Mm -hmm. She literally throws it out the window at his head. Oof. Oh, no. <laughs> It missed his head by one, one tiny inch. Oh my god! It hit the ground oh and all these off tunes, like <laughs> it was all over the place, and all the clothes were throwing. That's good times. That's good times. Yeah, and I was sitting here, and then um, I'm sitting in the van watching this happen. I'm like, I told you, I told you this was gonna go down like this. I told you, you didn't listen to me. He didn't listen. Men, he never did. Men, they never <laughs> listen. And then we get his stuff, and he hangs his head in shame with his new girlfriend in the van. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. my God. So my ex-boyfriend wouldn't talk to me. He was like, I hate your friend. I hate you. <laughs> so. Man, I can't imagine the new girlfriend was too happy about this. <laughs> oh, she stabbed him later. Oh, well, there you go. Perfect. And this is all true. Oh, my God. So are you also in the Psycho Bunny comic? No. So why wouldn't you put yourself in there? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> they always say write what you know and obviously you know there's a lot so and you're part of I'm this I'm probably story. one of his friends that takes his verbal abuse so you should write yourself into it <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe one day I remember the the Christmas one you had that was a Christmas one that was that was one that I remember Oh, it was a while ago, but I remember that one that he was. Christmas he for had, Psycho Bunny. He had the, the the hat on. He was just drinking. He was just uh, saying how much he hates all the the holidays. Like I said that was a while ago, but that was. Bah humbug! I, I thought that was hilarious. Christmas. I knew I drew I something. It's a very old uh, sketch I did of Psycho Bunny. He's doing one of those like department store Santas, mm -hmm. and he has a kid on his lap, and he's telling the kid he was an accident. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's that's Psycho Bunny right there. That that is Psycho Bunny right there. Yeah, and he has a beer bottle. He always has a beer bottle in his hand. Is it attached to his hand? Probably permanently. Yeah, surgically attached. You should. That should be one of the comics where he has he to go it. to be refilled. 
Every while because it's attached to his hand. He, he treats it like a flask. <laughs> it pretty much is, yeah. Um, so beyond beyond Cycle Bunny, what else have you written? Because I know you do many more things than just... Well, I have know. a brand new comic. I decided to move away from Cycle Bunny. Facebook Live, people. Mm-hmm. That's my new comic. It's on sale now. I decided to move away from Psycho Bunny. I wanted to do something more whimsical, a little bit more darker. It's based on my cat that just passed away, but my real-life cat, Squeaky, she was a rescue. She went from two or three homes before we took her in. Aww. And she was the sweetest cat ever, but because she was balanced, she was always obsessed with food. Yeah. She was always hitting you up. <laughs> and from there, I decided... If she wants food so much, she would be the type to probably summon up a demon just to get extra food. <laughs> and I took it from there. So I like how you just go straight to demon. <laughs> there, there's no other options. No in between. Just it's uh, just man, this cat loves food. <laughs> I bet she would summon demons to get food. So is is it a cat demon <laughs> or is it a regular demon? It's that just talks a regular demon. <laughs> and the name is not in the comic book, but in the next issue. Everyone's going to know his name. And his name is Magnus Maximus. That's the demon's name. When did you come up with that? I just did. <laughs> <laughs> I, it Actually, it's funny. You know who named him? Who? A former Christian priest named him for me because I was showing him my work. And he's an artist. He's a sculptor. And he said, you should give the demon a name. I said, well, what would you name him? He goes, I think he should be Maximus. So a former Christian preacher named my demon character. I, there's there's so many levels to <laughs> That's this, so wrong. To the story. I know. Uh, no, I mean, I don't know. He's probably like the perfect person to name you the demon, though. I mean, he's got like the, the knowledge. Yeah. He's, he's got the background. So Exactly. There you go. He's Maximus. Maximus. He's going around. That's why he's an ex- priest right it, next priest yeah, well there's other reasons but yeah. he saw too much you know like <laughs> saw, yeah. fighting demons like every day left and right probably dealt with like seven maximuses <laughs> yeah. and he was like i'm done with this i can't deal with demons anymore he wasn't getting paid enough so you yeah know, he you said, know. i'm gonna be a sculptor now <laughs> yeah a lot easier than fighting off demons exactly so, <laughs> <laughs> so i'm the, looking at mark's face <laughs> so the books are not family friendly no well <laughs> there's no cursing there's no cursing or sex but, but there's you demons use, just demons. You use your so discretion. So we'll do PG thirteen, high PG thirteen, like PG fifteen, PG. PG, not even PG thirteen. Yeah, PG. just do PG because it's a friendly demon. <laughs> it's a friendly demon. I mean, what demons aren't? It's cuddly. It's a cuddly demon. <laughs> so when you decide that you want to draw the cuddly friendly demon, where do you get your inspiration for these images? You just pop out of your head or is it something that would look like a cute little demon I would draw do you just walk through your life talking to people I um I like to even though I call myself a misanthrope I observe people I have conversations with all types of different people and uh, eventually from these conversations I get ideas I sketch them out and then I take it from there so let's say beginning to, to end how long would the creative process be for one book let's say for the temptation of squeaky how long did you come from start to finish? Mm, finish I always wanted to do a comic book about my cats. But there's so many like cat comics out there. You want one that stands out. And um, I like to walk through forests and woods. You know, it helps me relax. One of those nature... I become like a nature person. So I'm just walking through the woods and it just hit on me. You know, and also hanging out with different people. And uh... 
So what the secret to a creative um, outlet would be to hang out with other creative people. Other creative people, not just other creators, but like just your average everyday person. Every person has a story. Just because, you know, they don't look like to do anything or they look like to just do a nine to five or you don't know. You do, everyone has a backstory. And if we take the time to listen to each other, there's your story right there. Hmm. So what is your backstory? I'm not saying. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I'm, I just grew up in New York City and I always loved comics and... Uh, well, because I, I, I always pay attention to um, the other posts you have on social media yeah. about the humans in New York. I always find Oh, that, oh, when I take photos of the subway, wildlife on the MTA. Yeah, I always find that uh, very oh. interesting how the things you find. <laughs> I find, well, I ride the L and the M train, and you find the wildest stuff sometimes. But the 6 train, too, um, the 6 train can be pretty wild, too. So what's the wildest thing you found on the train? Like what's most like memorable? The the weird thing is before you even say oh, that's that, even hard. Before you even say that, the weird thing is that they're all true. It's like they're she's not true. even making up these stories. They're all true. <laughs> she's like more of a documentarian yeah. than anything. But but go ahead. What's the weird? Well, no, people have asked me. I should do a comic about that. Oh, about yeah, about, about my adventures in the subway, just riding the subway. But you don't want to make yourself a, a comic book character. No, that's the problem. No, I'm perfectly fine. So then create the background. Create the create this persona, and then have them like react to all of these. Uh, like, what? Yeah, what was the most memorable thing? That yeah. Oh, that's hard because there's so many. Because um, like I want to get an idea <laughs> of like what you're talking about. There was a guy that I used to see on the subway. Um, I haven't seen him in 10 years, but when I was growing up, I always saw him. He had two cats on his shoulders. Oh, what? And they would just hang out on his shoulders. Oh, and they that's were crazy. So, they were so plastic, they would just hang down. He would make his own space antennas. Oh. He would wear that. He had dreadlocks. And he would come on the subway saying he was from some planet and he, he needs money to get back to his planet. Oh, my God. Okay. But Maybe. no, no, but he blackmailed people. Oh. So he played the saxophone really bad, and he said, "If you don't give me money, I will not stop playing." Wow. Okay. And it worked. Uh, of course, that would so work. maybe he did get enough money to go back to his planet. Yeah. Since you haven't yeah. seen him, I haven't seen him in ten years, so he probably finally got enough. As as a creative person, what would the planet be called? Planet crazy. I don't know. Planet crazy. Planet crazy. <laughs> well, that was just one. I mean, there's just so many to choose from. Wow. Okay. Yeah. You absolutely. Okay. So you you could totally make, make create a character that reacts to all of these crazy stories of subway adventures. See, that's that's your I, next your next. Uh, this person of just takes the nine to five, and every day just something weird happens. And I can't escape it. On the L too. The L. Oof. Well, isn't the L like half stopped now or? Think, well, I've been taking the M lately because they're doing work on the L. Right. So, And so, also the L gets really packed, so I've been avoiding it, and I just switched over to the M. So would you find yourself amiss if you don't run into people with stories? Like, has there been a day where you're like, oh, man, I can't believe, I, I feel like I'm missing something because I'm not getting all these crazy stories because, man, I got to tell you. No, I just you, find it as a vacation. <laughs> okay. Something always goes down when you ride the subway, so. That's that's true. Are you a subway rider, Alex? Uh, I mean, you know, when I go to, like, uh, the city. Like, and, but you take uh, the like, LIRR or you take, like, the subway subway? Well, I take the subway. I, I take, uh, what is it? Uh, 
I I don't yeah because I don't take take the LIR. I drive to uh, what is it? Um, Jamaica or wh- whatever the yeah. furthest like stop is, where, where then I could just take the subway into the city. Okay. Oh wait, I have another one. Oh here we go. He, uh, here he we asked go. Me a question. Here's a recent one. All right. This happened probably like a year and a half ago. Um, a lot of people hit the L train for you know to ask for change or do right. something crazy. Yeah. Because that's that's a very packed train. So this guy comes in wearing a pig hat and a pig shirt, and he's playing an acoustic guitar. And he's wearing this weird tape recorder that's just playing a track over and over again, and it's about farts. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, he was like, I fart. <laughs> well, maybe I shouldn't be saying this on the radio. But <laughs> so he's playing his guitar, and at the same time, these young kids who are break dancers. They're in the same subway car at the same time, and they're looking at each other, and they don't know who's going to do their act first. <laughs> so they decide to do it simultaneously. Oh, no. <laughs> so the guy with the guitar talking about, you know, like bodily functions is on one end of the car, and the break dancers are on the other end of the car, doing their act at the same time. Do you, do you find that... If you were not a New Yorker, <laughs> would you find as much content for for things that you've That's witnessed? That's a good question. I never really thought about that. I think I'm just trying to survive my train ride. Because I have a friend of mine. Um, he has this innate ab- ability that strangers just walk up to him mm-hmm. and just start talking to him like he's their best friend. He, um, I've seen it happen. I was like, uh, he looks at me like, oh, what's going on? So do you think that that's maybe about your being in that situation that you're or that you're able to see these things or... Is it, the, is it the environment in and of itself and you just happen to be there? I go with the second. <laughs> just just my environment. I just happen to be there. So, social media time. Okay. Where can people find out more about your book? Where can people find out more about you and your, and your social media posts? Okay. I have a blog. That's more of my personality. It's a WordPress blog. I post new sketches and artwork. I try to update it every week. Well, since my cat passed away, I haven't been hitting my blog because, you know, I've been in mourning. But you can go to Witches Press, um, witchesbrewpress.wordpress.com. That's my blog. Instagram, I'm witchypooart. And then on Facebook, Psycho Bunny Comics. Comics with an X at the end. And that's where people can keep up with me if they so choose. Now, you've been doing this longer than I've known you, right? Yeah. Over. So. Well, on and off. Like, um. Well, yeah. But, but the, the creative process has, has been itched many, many, many moons ago. Mm-hmm. Do you, all these years later, yes. can you look back at it and be like, wow, I've accomplished something. Wow, I'm an artist. Wow, I'm a writer. Or just like, I haven't made it yet. Like, for all those people who are listening to the show now, mm-hmm. who would be you in the past. What can you tell them so that way they can be you in the future, which is your present? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> did I, I make did I make sense anyway? No, it, it kind of makes sense. <laughs> I see where you're going with this. Um, what would you tell your past self? That's basically where I'm going with this. Don't be discouraged. Just keep on doing what you're doing. Be open to creative criticism, though. Because sometimes there are things that you may not want to hear, but you need to hear it. And learn the difference between outright criticism and constructive criticism. Just find find that balance. 
and it doesn't pay to copy other people's work. Develop your own style. Can people buy your book on uh, online? Um, I'm working on that. If they send me a Facebook message, you know, I'll, you know, I have a pay, I take PayPal, I take uh, Venmo, but right now Comic Cons is where you can buy my book. But I'm working on distribution. I'm working on getting it out there. I'm working on um, reestablishing my online store. So, well, are you going to be at any uh, conventions in the future that may or may not be around this time when this airs? Well, right now, um, I'm doing a gallery show. Oh. Um, but it's too soon. To... So this actually works out fine. So this will air in the future. So exactly, follow the go to your website and you'll find exactly where you're going to be doing the the gallery at. Mm-hmm. It's going to be in Brooklyn, but it's too soon right now. Right, but you know, I I don't want to just put right. it out there because they haven't put it out yet. So I'm, that's what I'm working on right now at the moment. So then the answer would be follow my social media for more information on where I'm going to be at. And I'll definitely be on Instagram and definitely be on WordPress. Um, let's see. Your cat. When you decided to make the story about the cat, and you also have your other cat. You have two cats. Mm-hmm, I have and, two and, cats. And, and, and they're both the, rescues. In this book. Yes. Now that your cat passed away. Yes. What are you going to do with the comic? I'm going to continue it in her honor, in her memory. Because um, even though physically she's no longer with us, the story still has to be told. But now there's a different ending because she passed away. All right. Um, Let's see. Alex, do you have any final questions for uh, Michelle? Um... Not off the top of my head. I'm sorry. I had a long day. <laughs> Woke up pretty early. I this think morning. maybe my subway stories was a bit much, but you know. Well, no, your subway stories were great. <laughs> it's it's really cool. Like I've I've known you for such a long time, Thank and you. I do enjoy everything I've read of yours. Thank you. And I just read this one, and it has a twist which I didn't even see coming. I was like, what? How the hell did that happen? So if you guys are really interest interested in um, truly independent work, uh, creative side of stories with a PG uh, feel. I think you should check it out. I don't think it's for like three-year-olds, but maybe like a 10-year-old. Well, uh, that's why that's why I was saying PG-13. Because yeah. mm-hmm. PG-13, you can be 10 if you be PG-13. Depends on how your it's kids... It's funny. The other day, someone was asking me, will this be good for like a five-year-old? And I'm like, you know what? That's up to the parent. Yeah, that's true. That's that's true. Um so final thought time. We're almost we're almost out of time mm-hmm. for the show. So final thoughts. We're going to go with Fantastic Alice. Fantastic Alice, do you have a final thought for our final for thought show? for this show? Um Yeah, no, not really. Sorry. <laughs> He's no final thoughts. Which no is his final, final thought. thoughts. All right. I said all my thoughts during the show. Michelle, do you have any final thoughts? Anything Just you want to mention? Thank you for having me. It's been real fun. Yeah, I I I, I really had a good time. Um I want to thank you for coming down to thank the, to the studio. Thank you for having me. Much, much continued success. Thank and that's, you. that's another thing. Um, w- as as an artist, it's never about the money. I know, and not the for money, me. The money, the money would be nice, but it's never about the money. If it was about the money, I'd probably <laughs> be drawing anime characters and just going in that way. So, Well, have you, have you thought about um, having your stuff like animated form or like a little cartoon or anything like that? I've actually thought about it. I always thought Psycho Bunny would be a great TV show. But I think my mind right now is more focused on the squeaky stories. I think maybe that might be the time. 
But let's get the story. Let's get the comic out first. The comic, and then from there we'll take it. But I thought about being, you know, animated, but in a very old-fashioned manner. Right. Like, I'm a fan of the old, like, Felix the Cat. I was going to go with Felix the Cat, yeah. I love those old cartoons. Like, the old Bugs Bunny cartoons, like, from the 30s. You know they're making new Bugs Bunny cartoons? I didn't know that. They're making them new, but with the same look as the old ones. Oh, wow. It was a preview online. I saw it the other day. I was like, I thought for a second that it was an old one, but then I was like, no, this is new. And it's so weird that they actually made it look like back in the day. So if you have an animated uh, stuff about your comics, and that's something you would go for is that old animation style. I would go for the old animation style because I feel that would be best for like the characters I draw. So why? So what's what's pre- so quickly before we run out of time? What's yeah. preventing you from reaching out to other animators? There's tons of them on YouTube. Tons of them. You should reach out I'm, to them. It's funny. It's weird you said that. I actually <laughs> met one who wants to get into animation, and I actually met an animator last weekend. See, or two weekends ago. That's, yeah, that, exactly. So so yeah. So um, that's my final thought. Much continued success. Thank I you. say to keep on pushing forward, keep on doing what you're doing, and then take it to the next level. And I think animation would be a great place I'm for you to go. I'm also a huge for. fan of Hanna-Barbera. See? Like Hanna-Barbera from the 60s and 70s. See, exactly. Oh, I, I'll tell you off the air. Okay. So that about does it for this week on It Came From The Radio. Join us right here and every week on this radio station. If you miss any part of our show, go to our website, www.itcamefromtheradio.com. Listen to our archives. We'll be up in a week or so. Uh, check us out on our Facebook Live. We do it every Wednesday at 3 p.m.-ish uh, Eastern Standard Time. Uh, check us out on Beyond the Dawn Studios or podcast places such as Overcast, Pocket Cast, iHeartRadio, Google Play, iTunes, Breaker or Breaker, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Spotify, Podbean, Player FM, Soundcast, Acast, Castbox, TuneIn, Stitcher, and Podmus. Or, as uh, Dominic always says, just Google It Came From The Radio. We will see you uh, next week. You've been listening to It Came From The Radio with Mark Torres. The views of the show's hosts and guests did not necessarily reflect that of the management, owners, or staff of the station. We now return you to your earthly scheduled broadcast.